Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome to Man on the Post podcast. It's the first review show of the new season, and I'm back. I'm actually doing a review show. Imagine that. I am, of course, Ross, and joining me, as always, is Adam. Hello. Uh, James is there. Hello. Who you must have heard tons of over the World Cup. And joining us for the new season uh, is Mr. CM9798 himself, Mr. Dave Black. Hey, sir. Hello, mate. How are you? Yeah, good. How are you? Yes, very well, thank you. Welcome to the team. Thank you. It's uh, it's nice to be signing upon a permanent deal after a few loan spells. <laughs> we've, yeah, we've very much taken the Mike Ashley approach to you previously. <laughs> we've well, my, con- my contract's are long expired, so it's, uh... <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're waiting for. We all, until we could get you on a free, we went <laughs> just massive wages. That's the problem, but uh, we'll deal with it. It's fine. Uh, James, how are you? Very well, thank you. How are you all? Yeah, good mate, good. Had a good weekend? Yeah, alright. Just a bit disappointed with the result today, but uh, off to the Super Cup final on Wednesday, so that should be fun. Oh, lovely. Spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> um, Adam, how about you? How's your weekend been? Yeah, good mate, thank you. You've been dancing at a wedding, I see, next to your wife. I have, Instagram. yeah. <laughs> I had a great time. You look well into it. But anyway, let's the, get something. My wife's more. Instagram is a far more, um, far more of an insight into my life than my Instagram account is. Yeah, yours is something of a wasteland at this point. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's start then. First game of the weekend. Actually, no, there was a game on Friday night, wasn't there? There was. Cheeky Sky putting a Friday night game on. I missed this one completely. I was at work, but Man United beat Leicester 2 1. Pogba with they a pen. They put it off for free, Ross. It was on Sky Sports Mix. Wow, everyone got to witness the greatness yeah. of Jose and his tactics. No excuses. A penalty and a Luke Shaw goal, that must have pleased Jose. And uh, a Vardy late uh, consolation made it 2-1, but Man United off and running. How were they? They, they weren't great, to be honest. <laughs> uh, they started off very, very well, obviously got the early goal, and then just descended into trying to counter-attack, but... No one could control the football. It was terrible. I thought it was one of those, yeah. It was sort of a, this weird game where there was like an absence of of play in the middle of the park because uh, you can't say that Leicester were any good either. No, no. <laughs> what a kickoff game! I, do, I, I don't. I don't particularly think that Manchester United were terrible. I think that on another day when the, the when a little bit of rust had been kicked off. Um, particularly Alexis Sanchez, who was getting a lot of stick on Twitter, but I actually thought was trying things, even if they weren't coming off, um, could have been a lot more influential on the game. And you could have been in a situation where where potentially that, that, um, that you, you'd have seen Leicester be put to the sword. There was a, an opportunity, Rashford had a, an opportunity, probably should have put away. I think there was another opportunity where I forget who it was, Matter perhaps, and Kasper Schmeichel made a good save. Yeah. Um, 
I think that it was a. I think if you're going to be fair, you'd say it was a rusty performance by Manchester United, <laughs> but it wasn't a situation where they were. I think if even if you took away Vardy's goal in the 92nd minute, Man United were good value for their 2 0 win. I know it was 2 1, but they would have been yeah. good value for a 2 0 win. Okay. James, did you see this? I think um, I think Pogba's penalty. I thought it was a, a decent penalty as well. I think it's going to be important for uh, United this season, and uh, I re- I was a bit worrying. But I read this morning. I know gossip columns are full of rubbish most of the time. Yeah. That Claude Puel's only got two games to save his job, which I think is a little bit unfair because it's only the f- opening game of the season. And he's, <laughs> he's been much maligned. Not if you were to read some people's predictions. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, if we're going to talk about Paul Pogba's penalty, we need to talk about that run-up. What was that? I've not seen this. What did he do? Uh, it was like he was doing some. It was like he was a small child who's doing some sort of choo-choo train impression as he went up to the ball. <laughs> What's that thing in the Olympics where the horse dances? Um, <laughs> yes, yes. Was, uh, dressage. It was, it was like yeah. he was doing. It was like he was doing that. Wow. But I reckon. I reckon if you just went up to it while if you just play it with no sound and just. Went, it would look like he was pretending to be a train. Well, I have to watch Just this. pulling into the pulling into penalty station. <laughs> penalty station, that's a good one. That's the podcast titled already. Cheers. <laughs> uh, let's move on to the first game of Saturday then. Uh, Newcastle kicks off um, at home against Tottenham Hotspur. Uh, the Tongan open score in Hotelu. One in one day this season. Must be happy with that. Oh. Oh yeah, he's like a new signer. <laughs> what's annoying is in, a, in old seasons, by you could be you could be putting him on the transfer market for fifteen million now. <laughs> <laughs> and then Deli Ali with the winner in the eighteenth minute. Um, two one, Dave. You can't be too disappointed with that, I suppose, can you? Uh, no, uh, you can't what? be too disappointed with getting narrowly beaten. <laughs> well, if you, if you break it down, we were beaten by nine millimeters because that's how far the yeah. Dongan shot was over the over the line. Um, it's one of those where Tottenham... only needs to be only needs to be one though, Dave, doesn't it? That's eight, that's eight more than necessary. Well, I suppose yeah, you just get not not efficient enough. But uh, no, I mean we, we went toe to toe with them in the second half in particular. Um, but at the same time, most of that Tottenham team haven't had a preseason. So whilst it, you know, it's a narrow defeat against a much better team than us, um, I kind of expected their team to be a bit weaker, uh, but. Once, once I saw the lineup, I was a bit worried that we were we were going to get turned over. No new uh, signings but... in the lineup at all. In the what, in, lineup, anyway. in who? In both teams. Where were you expected <laughs> to see new signings? Well, it's, well, two of them we we had last season. Uh, yeah, true. Yeah. Dubravka and Kennedy, but uh... it was like an episode of Can't Spend, Won't Spend. <laughs> I like Dubravka. I think he's a very good goalkeeper. He is. Yeah, he's good. Um, the difference he made last season. As opposed to Elliot and Dardo, who couldn't yeah. catch a ball or kick a ball between them, so <laughs> immediately having someone with, without Chris Packers for hands in goal helped a, a huge amount. Um, so he was always going to help, and at four mil, you know, to steal even by Mike Ashley standard, yeah. he couldn't turn that down. No, I bet he tried though. Oh, no doubt. It took us about <laughs> a month for an obligatory deal to actually go through. So. Is that because he kept offering three and a half million and he oh. sports a giant Sports Direct mug? I <laughs> uh, tried. He was wearing uh, Sondergaard keeper gloves yesterday because he was just clearing the stock. So. <laughs> Dave made an interesting point there about the about the lineups, and I think there was a lot of people, me especially, and probably many a fantasy football player who were taken aback by just how many 
World Cup players in the, who got to the latter rounds of the World Cup, especially England players, mm. played in this this first round of fixtures. Yeah, that's I, pretty much Spurs' strongest lineup, I, isn't it? I think pretty much all of the England players, apart from Henderson, played. Uh... Henderson came on his sub today as well. Wow, no Trippier. Sorry, I meant Trippier. started. <laughs> oh no, you're right. Uri started. Yeah, I think that's it. Though. Um, oh, the rest of Lewis, anyway, Lewis didn't go. oh no, Young didn't. Young didn't play either. And Lingard didn't either. Maybe there's still no. Oh, this is this is falling part. This is falling down around me. That's Cut this shit out, Ross. <laughs> Cut it out. Um, so yeah, off and running Dave with a loss, but um, tricky opening game. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't have expected us to win it. Um, we didn't look terrible. We probably could have deserved a point another day. We hit the woodwork twice. Kennedy probably should have scored. But he took a heavy touch, which was a shame because he was. He's our best player, I thought, on the day, but yeah. uh, fluffed his lines when, when we needed them most. But no, it, it, considering last season we started with a loss to Spurs and then we lost at Huddersfield, um, and we never looked like scoring in either game. Uh, at least we've actually you know, scored early on, and hopefully we can go to Cardiff next week and win, and everyone will be all right. I hope so. I hope Warnock loses every single game this season. That would be amazing. He started off with a loss, lost 2-0 to Bournemouth. Um, what about, I, hold on, I just want to take that. What, who do you want to lose more when he's playing Huddersfield? Warnock, always Warnock. <laughs> how about how about like how about if like Huddersfield lost, but at some point in the game, like maybe Warnock got hit in the face by the ball or something. Um, yeah. So he's that. personally lost, but Huddersfield haven't got any points. I'll take that. I need Pardew in the league because I need him to tell Warnock to shut his noise. The fucking old cunt. I need, I need that to happen. <laughs> Proud, proud moments of exactly. our Newcastle manager. That was on Paddy's like month of terror, wasn't it? Where he's headbutting players. Is that, the, is that the same month where he headbutted um... David Mailer, wasn't it? I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. David he was having a, he was having a great time. <laughs> but yeah, Cardiff got their Premier League uh, season off with a loss. Uh, Two 0 to Bournemouth. Ryan Fraser and Callum Wilson with the goals. Happy with that? Good for Bournemouth. These are the top games they definitely need to win after kind of struggling a bit. Last season, yeah, I mean, the, I always thought they'd beat Cardiff. Um, I look at Cardiff's team, and I just, I just don't know how it's got promoted in the first place. <laughs> like it, it seems a mystery to me. Uh, so but, 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 but you do uh, know the answer to that, don't you? And it's Warnock. <laughs> yeah, I suppose he's like the he's like the the Cameron Jerome of management, where he's he's just a championship hero. But when it comes uh, to Premier League, it's just hopeless. You've got. It's the, it's the same example. I like to I like to go with Robert Earnshaw, but yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I saw a Leeds fan tweet yesterday that Bielsa and Pernambu Hernandez are in the Championship, where Sol Bamber and Neil Warnock are in the Premier League. Not fair. <laughs> I think <it> fair. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they they filled that scene with Championship players as well, Bobby Reid, and players of that kind of level that aren't going to keep them up this year, but will make them a strong favourite for the Championship next season when they're relegated, inevitably relegated this season. The, the West Brom model, I believe that's called, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> James is good for Bournemouth, isn't it? They need, they need to win these sort of games, yeah. definitely. Yeah, I'm always. I said in the uh, in the preview pod, I thought they'd go down, and I always seem to say every year I think they'll go down, and they always <laughs> seem to pick up enough points. Ryan Fraser always seems to score for them in the early part of the season, and then goes on loan somewhere and never to return again. <laughs> um, yeah, I, th- I think it's a, it's a good win for them. I, I didn't think they'd win at home, but they did, and um, yeah, well done to them. A player scoring early in the season and then going off on loan is dangerous for Paul Merson, isn't it? <laughs> uh, Fulham started the season with a loss. I predicted Fulham go down. It seemed crazy at the time. I'm happy with this. One one game in. 
Well, well, I, I quite, I, I'm happy with this as well. Not because, I don't really want. Well, I do want Fulham to go down, <laughs> but I just think that there's. I just think there's been t- far too, far too much hyperbole around them and Wolves. So yeah. I think it was quite nice to see that. Spoiler alert: Wolves couldn't beat ten, a ten-men Premier League team, and <laughs> all of a sudden, people are realised. Fulham have realised that actually the Premier League's not quite hard. Yeah. They, they, we've said it on every podcast recently that they've done the championship manager thing they have bought all these players and expected them to just gel immediately yeah. and it doesn't work too many it? players isn't it doesn't too many work. players it is, it is too many you're right it's far too many and as well I've seen Rutovic first hand and he, he needs six chances to score one and I think it was yeah. fairly evident yesterday uh, he, he'll get a handful for them but I don't think he's as good as people who don't see him week in week out seem to think he is yeah. do you think that's a, do you think that's maybe a um a, a difference that's the difference between the championship and the Premier League there as well but maybe if you get six championship chances maybe he'll put two or three of them away but in the mm. Premier League that's how many he needs yeah uh, quite possibly I mean yesterday he was playing against Wayne Hennessy who was one of the worst keepers in the league and he didn't <laughs> and he couldn't manage to score so it's, <laughs> it's not a fair example but I, I don't think he's going to get them he might get double figures at a push but I'll be surprised James, you were quite high on Fulham. Um, is it just a case of having to grow into the season, or is this a yeah? I think, so. I think so. I think uh, I agree with uh, Adam and Dave. They have brought too many players, but I think the quality upon which they've brought in terms of uh, Lamashon and Seri, I think as the season goes on, you'll see them improve because they're two very, very good players. And uh, Callum Chambers on loan as well. I'm, hope, I'm hoping he'll play more than the loan spell we had at Middlesbrough. Yeah, and it's a long, it's a long old season as we know only too well. And um, I've, I don't think. Uh, Jukanovic takes many prisoners, and I think he'll um, he'll um, he'll weed out a few things, and I think we'll see them improve as the season goes on. Yeah, well, that's what in the championship that's what they did, though, isn't it? They seem to start slowly mm. uh, and then win a lot between Christmas and uh, and May, and end up playoffs or automatic yeah. or however it works out for them. Yeah, hard, it's it's harder to do that in the Premier League, though, isn't it? Well, well exactly. Yeah, when you've got when you've got to play Man City <laughs> twice. <laughs> And Chelsea. Chelsea looked um, good. I mean, they were playing Huddersfield, so can't take too much from that. But uh, Angola Kante and Jorginho with goals and Pedro with a late one as well. 3-0. Comfortable for Chelsea. What the, I think you very, much got, you very much got to say that they're playing, uh, <laughs> that they, they're playing Huddersfield here, aren't they? Because, like, uh, I hate I, both teams in this match. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, don't, don't, Dave, you're preaching to the converted, man. <laughs> <laughs> you're preaching to the converted. But I just think there's been there's you you can find a long list of um of players who've played under Sari saying about how complicated and difficult his football is how long it takes for him to to get his messages across um you see i've heard lots of um people who who talk a lot about italian football suggesting that he might also have a struggle in the fact that he can't do it directly because he's having to go via interpreter mm. and some, he's very much supposed to be this sort of um, draconian sort of. Uh, he has um, one way of playing, that's it. Yeah. Yes, and I think he's also supposed to be very sort of um, sergeant general-like mm. in his approach, and I think that probably loses a lot of its um, its fierceness when it's being filtered through the smiling face of Gianfranco Zola. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I just, I just think that when you're playing Huddersfield who a lot of people are expecting to be absolute tosh this season mm. that though just having much better players is going to cover a lot of divides I think when you see them play Arsenal 
in next week or whatever it is, I think that you're going to see that this Chelsea team might be really good, but they're not going to be really good in August and September, yeah. in my opinion. And I think that Arsenal, I think that on the strength of the display that Arsenal put on today, that they'll, this Chelsea team is going to get shown up. Wow. James, what do you think of that? You must be happy with that. Yeah, music to my ears. <laughs> I'll, I'll take that prediction all day long. Uh, you also, yeah, you also have to worry about what this Chelsea team is actually going to look like because, yeah, we, uh, with our Premier League hat on, the transfer window is closed. But it's, we've not, had, it's not for Real Madrid, is it? We, we've, had, we've had teams in Europe sniffing around Hazard and Willian, specifically Willian, all yeah. summer. Yeah. Now, are those are those players both going to be there in at the end of August? I mean, it's good news for Loftus Cheek and Ross Barkley if they're not, but maybe not for Chelsea. <laughs> one of them's definitely going to go, I think. Hazard. If Madrid, Madrid come in with two hundred million as, as is reported, then they can't turn that down, can they? But n- not just that. Hazard has made no bones about the fact that the whole of his career, even when playing in uh, in France and uh, obviously youth in Belgium, that he's always wanted to play for Real Madrid. Yeah. So you know, if, if Real Madrid particularly uh, come in for him, and then he's going to try to force that move and get it over the line. I think he's also a flat track bully. He's, he's, tw- he's twenty seven now, though. He has to. If they come in for him, he's going to force his move, and he, there's no way they're going to. It's not going to happen. But, uh, maybe I want to retract bang average. But <laughs> he's all right. I don't job think. I, I think he flatters to deceive. I don't know. If it's just, like, just me. Like his he had talent. One good season, just he, in Premier League, really one outstanding season. His talent suggests that he should be he should be unplayable and be able to take games by the scruff of the neck. But how often does he actually do that? Mm. I, don't, yeah, I think I just think he underwhelms. Yeah, for how, I mean, he, he's underwhelming at a high level, but <laughs> he's, I don't think he's I don't think he's underwhelming at a two hundred million pound level. No, you want more than underwhelming for that much money. I I'd be biting Real Madrid's hand off if they came and bought me that much money. Yeah. Uh, Watford two Brighton and Hove Albion nil. Uh, Pereira with two goals and one of them was an absolute scorching volley. I think it was his first goal, um, right, right from a corner, uh, from a, a knockback from a corner from the box. Very nice goal. Good comfortable win. Watford and Brighton are two teams that I've kind of got absolutely no expectations of this season, but don't think they go down either. They just they're just there, aren't they? Yeah, I think um, Hutton always has this problem in the second season after he's kept the club up mm. what happens next he doesn't seem to be able to go at that next level um, and he normally ends up being sacked before so is he, so he's marginally above Neil Warnock is that what we're saying <laughs> he can that. keep him up at least yeah. he, can, he, can get you, he can get you promoted and he can keep you there once yeah but, but no more um, <laughs> but it's it's Brighton like what, what I hear, I get these two teams what you look at their size and Brighton have got a decent back four mm. great Watford have got one player from every nationality in the world. Like, what, what? If you look at Watford's team, what makes you go, oh, I want to watch Watford today? Yeah, if they were on Sky, if they if if they were the TV game, you just go, oh, dear God, I'm pleased Watford Brain wasn't on TV because that would have been a massive waste of a TV pick. It would, yeah. I can see what you're saying. They, yeah, it's just a collection of players, isn't it? Names that Watford team. Oh, uh, but what if you've got a? And Will what if you? Oh what yes. If they, what about Delafeu? What about uh, him? What? Well, you can do, it. You can do some, a nice step over. Some of us have got. Some of us are almost attracted to him. Some of us love him, Delafe, don't we? <laughs> have coasters made out of his name. I might have. A, I might have. A, I might have a coaster with his name on. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't even on the suspension yesterday. 
Oh, for fuck. <laughs> <laughs> help me help you, Watford. Help me help you. <laughs> James, what do you make to either of these teams? Are they going to put up any trees or trouble? Uh, no, I, f- I think they'll both stay up. I think Brighton are likely to be more in danger than Watford, actually. Yeah. Oh, I agree with that. I think that um, I think that you know Hewton in his second season. I think uh, I think they brought re- really well last season, in particular Davy Pulipa, because uh, of all the Dutch players that they've got, he's the best of the bunch. Yeah. And um, I think with uh, Johan Bucks as well from I said Alakmar, you know, he had a fantastic season last season here. But as we all know, you know, if it, it can be a bit of a risk buying players from here that have played really well and going to the Premier League. But I think I think with Hewton's second season and the, and that. Um, Proving um, proving to be true, especially in the past at Norwich. I think uh, I think both will stay up eventually in the end without any difficulty. But if I had to pick one to be more in danger than the other, I think uh, Brian Brighton just that little bit. Yeah, I think that's fair. Adam Everton got off yes. to a drawing start. Jackie Oka had a fun draw- Yep. <laughs> you said in the previous show that we, we didn't actually make air because Chris can't record a podcast anymore. Um, but <laughs> Um, you'd be surprised if Jackie Elka plays many games a season. He's not doing himself any favours, is he? He's not, is he? Drawing two two. I saw a fantastic. I saw a fantastic tweet. Well, I think you. I saw because you retweeted saying that <laughs> what, what Jackie Elka did there was what would happen if I got dropped into a game. This <laughs> 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 is what happened two minutes after I just appeared in the middle of a Premier League game. Yeah. What um, was he doing? That said, is it just? Is it? Uh, I've got a huge Everton hat on. That's not a red card, is it? It's barely a foul. Oh, it's definitely a red card. <laughs> in, 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 real, in real time, I was like, ah, it's a yellow at worst. Well, they actually slowed, slowed it down. Um, he's over the top of the ball. He's it's quite high on the guy's ankle. Mm. How Actually's can he go over the top of the ball when he gets the ball? Well, the follow-through. <laughs> he's out of control. He's, he's a crazy man. Uh, uh, my, next, my next bone of contention is that the free kick is not taken from where the foul is. <laughs> no, that was ludicrous. <laughs> <laughs> Which then, of course, they scored from, didn't they? Yeah, where uh, where England's hero Jordan Pickford steps behind his wall inexplicably. Yeah, so people saying Pickford should have done better though. Yeah, well, he just shouldn't have done that. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be my starting point. Yeah, do a bit um, it's a great free kick, but just don't. Why have you gone? You've you got beaten on your side. Yeah. Uh, Richardson, that's all right, didn't he? Fifty million. Marcus Silva says he yeah, doesn't have any doubts about him, which is good when he spent fifty million. It wasn't him. fifty million. Can we stop this fifty million? <laughs> hey, I'm telling what the BBC is reporting. Yeah, the fifty million we, pounds on pa- assignment. We, we paid. We paid thirty-five million for him with add-ons. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, have you seen this new trend in? Um, uh, I, I believe the Daily Mail did it with the Kepa transfer, where to make everything as extravagant and as huge as possible, they decided to add wages to it for no real reason. <laughs> Trying to claim that Chelsea paid £149 million for him. <laughs> what, um, what do you think to Wolves? Do you think they'll be alright this season? You got something about them? I think yeah. they'll be alright, but I think that all this talk that they're going to easily finish in the top half and they're going to be in the Europa League... People have realised that <laughs> when you're playing at home and you you can't beat a team. In fact, you go go behind twice to a team with with ten men. That yeah. the Premier League isn't the, this cakewalk that they seem to think it's going to be. Pre-season, they were the same as Everton, same odds to finish in seventh place. So well, that's absolutely laughable. That is quite crazy. Yeah. I think it'd be good fun to watch, but uh, they play far too open for for a team think- who's newly promoted. I think they'll be, they'll, 
they'll be very good fun to watch. And I think they'll, they'll do fine. They might even trouble for that top half position. But I don't think that... I just... I don't know why people seem to just be giving them this sort of almost entitlement straight away. Hmm. Grinds my gears, Russ. Grinds my gears. <laughs> going to grind your gears all season, this is. <laughs> James, what did you make to uh, Wolves? Yeah, I thought this. I thought the second. I thought the free kick was a tremendous free kick, but I also thought the Jimenez goal was really good. I thought it was a, a really good finish from him. I mean, he's uh, he's got some history being important for Benfica in the past, especially in Champions League matches. And um, I think he'll. Um, I think he'll be a f- uh, full use for Wolves this season. I think. He's. Did we hold on? I, I, I've just realised that only Dave gave me an answer that is a red card. What everyone else? <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I would. I agree. Similar to Dave, you know, at the first instance, I thought possibly yellow, but then you can see when they slow things down. But uh, I think with Jagielka as well, you know, he's getting on a bit. Maybe he wants to. He's a bit too eager in, in going into the challenge because he knows because he wants to make a good impression and things. But um, well, no, because he miscontrolled the ball terribly. Yeah, yeah, no, it could, nice, be could be first. And, could be first night Russ, nerves. Could be remember? eagerness. You, and you, Russ, remember I'm seeing you in six days? Yeah, um, I haven't seen it, so I can't <laughs> comment. All right, all right, awesome. <laughs> he shouldn't be starting, though, should he? Surely Holgate should be starting ahead of him. Um, or Yerry Mino, as soon Hol- as he's finished. Holgate did play, didn't he? He came on the uh, think... after Jackson. Oh, off. right. Uh, um, <clears throat> I suppose you've got to use the leader, isn't he? I... Mm. You've got to mix up. There was a lot of interesting decisions. Like That back four is not going to be the back four that plays for most of the season. We've... Yeah. Like, it's including Leighton Baines as well. So, yes, you, no, you don't spend you don't spend that much money on a fullback and then still play thirty three year old Leighton Baines. <laughs> no, definitely not. Uh, let's move on to today's games then, chaps. Um, we can kind of just skip over Saints because they drew nil nil with Burnley and not much happened. Joe Hart played good for him. Third choice. I mean, what, I fit, say, what, I, what I would say is that. that this has got to be worrying probably for both teams because oh, well, what if you were looking at why both of those teams might be uh, looking at the, the wrong end of the table come sort of come April, it's scoring goals and look what neither of them have done today. Did Saints sign Danny Ings in the end? Yes. Yeah, they did. Yeah. So they've got Danny Ings and Charlie Austin. Is that the most injury-prone strike partnership there is? Could be. Because I don't remember the last time Danny Ings played a game of football. And Austin's... Well, who, who, it depends who, it depends who we can put alongside Daniel Sturridge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is, Michael, is Michael Owen available? <laughs> no, he's injured. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we can kind of just skip over that game. Uh, more interesting games. Liverpool beat West Ham 4-0. Salah with one, Mane with two, and Sturridge with a tap-in. Made it a nice easy day at um, Anfield for... I mean, to clarify, Salah also had a tap-in. Yes, he did. Um, did anyone see the little gif of Jurgen Klopp? What was he doing? <laughs> what is... No idea what he was doing. double-handed no um, thing. <laughs> how, how, how do you celebrate a goal? <laughs> True, yeah. But exactly, in exactly the same way, but I just use one hand. <laughs> He's an odd man. He's a very odd man. <laughs> I think that some players and managers in this case forget cameras on and and do certain things or do certain actions where they think maybe afterwards, oh shit, I shouldn't have done that. I, okay. I, 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 I completely agree managers, with you, but not for. But I think Jurgen, I think Jurgen Klopp always knows yeah. the cameras on him. He knows exactly what he's doing. <laughs> very, very weird. Very weird though. 
Yeah, I mean, when Joachim Lowe's scratching his business in his hand, he's forgotten the cameras on him. When yeah, when when, um, doing... when Alan Pardew's when Alan Pardew's headbutting someone, he's forgotten there's cameras on the ground. Four like... <laughs> 0 um, though. Um, did Mane's, we expect Mane's goal was offside. Yeah, yeah I was wide, about though. to say that. Adam fully agree. I quite I mean, a bit as well, actually. I mean, bit uh, bit of a shit take when it's that's to make it three 0 but still. <laughs> um, they a suicidal high line from from West Ham, another oh, team who've another team who spent a lot of money and perhaps you think I suppose on fewer players than Fulham, but yeah, should have bought some defenders. <laughs> and they didn't play all of them, which was a bit <laughs> odd in terms of the players they did pick. Um, and if if you're going to give one of their signings a bit of credit, that's a fantastic save from that free kick from Trent Alexander Arnold. He, mm. he couldn't have put that if, if he could have. Draw the line. That's where you pull it. And Fabianski managed to to claw that out. Fabianski's a good keeper, and he'll probably get them uh, about five to ten points over the season on his own compared to Joe Hart. I would say. <laughs> well, I saw a, fan, a, a, a good little um, bit of um, stat on this, where, uh, where where FBR players were looking at him, saying that um, Fabianski, when he was playing for Swansea last season, had made the um, the most saves in the Premier League. And last mm-hmm. season, West Ham's defence conceded the most shots. So, <laughs> so ma- it is a match made in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you might have that stat again this season, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, kind of nothing else you really take from this. West Ham kind of set up suicidally. And I think they'll, they'll be fun to watch this season, actually, if they can get Jan Blanco in the starting lineup, especially. Uh, are we happy that Sturridge is playing, fit, scoring? Or is his England career over now? <laughs> Sturridge, Sturridge is nothing but a backup for that team, surely. Yeah, he should be. Um, you almost, yeah, it's almost disappointing that it's someone who's potentially going to um, stagnate the development of Solanke. Mm. Yeah, I mean, Sturridge has basically been promoted to Danny Ings in this little <laughs> arrangement they've got. So, <laughs> which is this is never a job you want to get given <laughs> until. Until Liverpool buy Danny Ings from Southampton for fifty-two million pounds, <laughs> count on it. Count on it. Uh, James Arsenal got underway, didn't go particularly well, but then you were playing the champions, and um... yeah. First and foremost, congratulations to Man City. Fully deserved their win, but a bit of a damp squid, really. Everybody's so excited for the new era. Everybody's so excited about a new manager. I think today is six of one and half a dozen of the other in terms of team selection. And I hope that there's consequences to uh, team selection where he perhaps will uh, entertain the notion of not starting playing players or uh, changing the lineup for the match against Chelsea. You know, everybody He's hopes. Slagged them off. Did you see that? They didn't play like how he wanted them to play in the first half. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, that, <laughs> is that because how is that cause how he wanted them to play was to win? Yeah, <laughs> well, I'm sure as well. He didn't want to lose his opening game, and no. we're playing against champions the last season who fully fully deserve to win. I mean, when you see the the finish from Silver, but this the space he was given to put that ball away as well. That's you get a rocket launcher through that space. <laughs> <laughs> and. Um, uh, uh, at periods today, Man City were absolutely sublime. Yeah. They, like they were, they could. It's no, I don't think it does Arsenal any disservice to say that they could embarrass any team the way they were playing today. No, they certainly and, can. Yeah, and I think it's it's ominous for for the league, um, for all of their competition. And I think you can see just how big of an impact 
or one player could have in the um, the, the ability for Pep to have Benjamin Mendy available full time, and <laughs> not because he's this superstar player, but because it actually the options it gives gives them down both flanks as opposed to having to deal with some sort of makeshift left back. Yeah, well, Fabian Delph played mostly there, didn't he, last season? That's, he's, yeah, he's and, good. Uh, he's not, and um, Benjamin Mendy. He, he didn't do them any disservice, yeah. But I think that this could be a Man City team that could be even better than last season. Um, well, that's terrifying. Yeah, <laughs> uh, which which you, you'd maybe think, wouldn't think would be the case. But at the same time, I don't I don't think you should take any discredit away from Arsenal's performance today. I think in periods um, they looked quite good. They at least showed intent. There was some pressing. There was shape. That, all things that you wouldn't see under Arsene Wenger, I think. Mm. And I think that some of their their forward their forward play and their attacking play um, was was promising. And I think playing lesser teams, you would have put them to the sword. Yeah, it's a. It, there were good signs today. I mean, it's it's it's, it's going to take a long time, you know, for his, for him to get his message across. This is there's not going to be changes overnight in terms of Arsenal uh, going for the title. I mean, we finished 37 points behind Man City last season, you know. So uh, it's just about uh, small steps and trying to get things in order. But I mean, you see the difference of Liftstone coming on today and being a lot more vocal in terms of speaking to his fellow teammates and also, you know, trying to rile up City defenders and City midfielders at set pieces, <laughs> you know, and be, being a little bit nasty and being a little bit proactive. and uh, Just being a, little bit, being a little bit smart as well. You yeah. see how he immediately had the... And it's no real um, slight on, on um, Caitlin Niles either because he's not a left-back, but he, from someone who's played full-back year on year, he... He knew straight away what to do to deal with the yeah. issues that that Walker and Mahrez were were posing down that side, and it's it stopped Man City at least from having free reign down there, which is what they had up until that point. Yeah, I do I do think that there were some slightly poor takes from from Sky though in terms of the punditry. I, I would I was quite disappointed when you've got a coach like like Emery who's a coach's coach who's going to coach this team on the on on the training pitch, and you've got Gary Neville saying it's going to take him four transfer windows to, to <laughs> turn this squad around. I I just don't think that's true. I don't think that Throwing he's the type the of player. I don't think he needs that. I don't think that's the. I don't think that's the man that that no. Arsenal wanted, and I don't think that's that's how he's going to operate. I think that yes, in, in four transfer windows, this squad will be more like what he wants. But I don't think he's the kind of player who the kind of manager who can't work with the resources he's got. I think that Graham Souness talking about how brilliant Petr Cech is, is... Uh, <laughs> Stuck in a time warp, might, isn't he? <laughs> it might, he, might, he might still be a perfectly servable goalkeeper, but for the you can clearly see that he wasn't... He isn't suited to the way that everyone wants him to play, passing out from the back. And you could see that from some of the... Um, a lot of the tweets that Justin was putting out throughout yeah. this game, what I was watching quite closely, where he was talking about, you could see in Petacek's body language, Justin was saying that he did not want the short goal kick. As soon as Man City were pushing up and mm. cutting that option off, he, you could see it. All, you could see the tension disappear from <laughs> his shoulders as he was able to boot the ball long. Yeah, and and finally, just at the end, Gary Neville 
making comments about how the Emirates is only one third full. Well, they were 2-0 down. It was the 94th minute. And <laughs> you you try leaving that ground because the, get, getting on that tube station is a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, most stadiums are going to be I've... empty at that time of the game. Yeah, I, I always I always equate to you know if you're going to leave the, if you're going to leave the, a game early, it's like going to the cinema and leaving five minutes before the end of the film. Exactly, <laughs> you know what happened here. <laughs> that's that. True, you, but then two nil down. Tr- that is true, but there's very little situation. Yeah, when you're two nil down, and I I I I very much subscribe to going to a football game and staying to the end. I've never left early in any football game I've been to. I'm not, but uh, I'm. Fair enough, I, I, by all means, I've not been to thousands like some people have. But if I was to excuse one stadium in the world, it would be the Emirates. <laughs> yeah, it's fair. So that's Premier League after game week one is done. Um, some good stuff, some, some pretty boring stuff, Saints. Sort it out. Is that everything? Is there no Monday Night Football? Uh, there must be. Oh, yeah. No, there's not. I think that's it. Oh, yeah. uh, next mo- next Monday there is uh, Crystal Palace at home to Liverpool, I believe. Oh, yeah, every team Excellent. Play. Saturday, 12, 12.30 again, Dave. Newcastle away at Cardiff. Yeah, uh, so it's, it's the type of game we really need to win. Yeah. Because um, I was running out our games after that. <laughs> I, think, I think we've got Chelsea and then Man City and then Arsenal. It's good time. I, I tell, I'm telling you, Dave, it's a good time to play Chelsea. Get them all out of the way. Well, there's some logic, I suppose, in playing teams who are still gelling, if you like. Mm. Um, yeah, but... that's what that's what Arsenal fans were telling themselves about four <laughs> hours ago. Well, the thing is, I mean, you just said Arsenal weren't that bad today. There were times today where I legitimately questioned whether half these Arsenal players had met each other. Like, there, there was one point where Aaron Ramsey got the ball out wide and he tried to play it to, to whoever it was. He was meant to run outside him, but ran down the line and Ramsey just passed it four yards out of play. <laughs> I, I think that's I think that's a very good point, uh, Dave, as well, and also as well defending uh, communication, defending this collective, uh, all in all. And you've got players in that back line that maybe they can't communicate with one another in terms of uh, in terms of language, in terms of body language, in terms of uh, uh, movement. But uh, it's something that definitely needs to be work, worked on. What's uh, your opinion on Bellerin? Because uh, to me, he can't defend. He could never defend. And yet, so much like Wenger played him every week because he had no alternative. And now you've got Lichtenstein who came on and played left back and obviously made a bit of a difference because he was not soft as shite. <laughs> so what's so what what's what, what do you make of Bellerin? I've I've never rated him. He's only really been about pace, Dave. He's he's only really been about being able to offer an outlet in terms of pace. He's always been defensively uh, a suspect. His crosses very rarely past the first man. And um, you would hope that um, as time goes on, that that will be um, that that will be rectified. Maybe it'll be shift onto the on, onto the wing, perhaps, or even further forward. But uh, yeah, it's something that needs to be looked at, and we need to give uh, Unai Emery time. This is not something which is going to happen uh, uh, at a click of uh, at a click of a button. How's that? Reg- regarding TV, James, is even are they furious? What's happening? Um, I haven't watched uh, any uh, of that so far this uh, <laughs> this evening. Maybe I'll ca- maybe I'll catch you a bit later on tonight, or maybe uh, maybe tomorrow. But uh, yeah, just have to wait and see. I I might well I might well speak to them uh, during uh, a few games this season. So uh, that might uh, uh, be interesting. Cool. I just uh, regarding Bellerin, I uh, I was talking to uh, to one to one of my hustle supporting friends during the game, and um, Bellerin had a very poor season last year, and. Mm. 
there were at least in this game glimpses of him doing the things that he does do good more. He, he looked like a the better version of Bellerin than we, we'd Arsenal fans had seen for a while. What I would suggest say, which was slightly worrying, is that yes, there's the questions around his defending, and also something like Jamie Carragher talked about about how when they were playing with with three, especially when Lacazette was on, and about how narrow the front three were playing. And I think that was reminiscent to how um, how Chelsea played that first season under Conte with that front three and pushing the uh, the the, full, the well what wing backs in the Chelsea system up to to have five against four when you're playing against the back four. And Bellerin got in and goal, but every it's not just his crossing. Like he had a shot on goal, and it was just like a deer in the headlights, wasn't it? He smashed it straight at the goalkeeper when he was one on one. His his finishing's not good enough to play in that system. And when you compare that to what Chelsea had in <clears throat> Alonso, who's a very good finisher, and Moses, who's obviously not a fullback, yeah. like, I'm not sure whether he's going to work in that system. Time will tell. Time will tell. <laughs> Let's talk about Leeds. <laughs> That's what I was trying to put off, you see. That's why I was... <laughs> I know. Extending that fella in chat, I've just been staring at the scoreline from yesterday. Leeds 4, Derby 1. <laughs> away at Derby. Oh While you were staring, were you doing your Jürgen Klopp celebration? It was. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, it was some victory. We've started the season on fire. I'm not, I, I am getting overly excited, but last season we won six games in a row to start the season on the top and then Millwall beat us up and we didn't really win a game for the rest of the season, it seemed like. The rest of the season. It felt like that, it really did. The old like negative that. Nelly over here. <laughs> um, but this team's got something about it because... 11, 10 of the 11 players that started that game yesterday were 10 of the 11 players that finished the season for Leeds, winning 4 of 16 under Heckenbottom. Signing one left-back from Wolves does not make this much difference to a team. Um, they're actually being coached now mm. for the first time in what seems like about 10 years. There's actually someone giving them some instructions in the way of playing rather than just go and, just go and play football, just kick that, kick that ball around, chase it, try and score. We look really good. And obviously this is not going to last. They're going to be fucking exhausted by November and we'll tumble down the table to finish 14th like we always do. But I'm enjoying this while it's happening. I'm all in on Bielsa at the minute. James, you're uh, you're with me in this, aren't you? Maybe even more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, I, I stated on our WhatsApp group chat, leads this to story in the Championship come what may this season. And um, I think I saw, I read an article, but I can't remember what Leeds player said it. But I read the article where he said that Bielsa talks, we listen. <laughs> and uh, you know it just it just goes to show you imagine being in a, in a in a championship side you know playing not winning many games and then a, a manager who's been uh, the the blueprint for Guardiola and the blueprint for Simeone in terms of going to that man to ask him for his to ask uh, for his opinion yeah. about certain things you know Simeone and Guardiola are two of the best coaches in world football and yet they've gone to speak to Bielsa at some point to ask his opinion about things and this is a man. This is man. A man now in charge of a Leeds, um, a Leeds team where they must be. They must be head over heels going into training every day, knowing that he's going to give them some piece of advice or try to help in a certain way. And uh, yeah, I think it's. Uh, I think it's a great story as well. I mean, even over here in the Netherlands, you know, when the when the appointment was made, it was news on the sports uh, mm. on the sports channels and on the, on the, on the on the media as well that you know Bielsa has gone to Leeds and. Oh. Uh, 
It was just a, a, a fantastic appointment and really innovative. Well, summer we had them in for double double sessions all day, and he's actually had them um, realizing what it takes to for, for, for people to come and watch Leeds. It's fucking expensive, so he's had them for three hours a week going and picking up rubbish from around the training ground, from around the local areas and stuff like that. Actually working rather than just we had football. them. To, I, yeah, the, the the thing I heard on the podcast was he asked them how long the average person has to work to earn the money. Yeah. To pay for their ticket, forty-eight quid for a Leeds ticket. Oh, well, who are these people who are getting paid seventeen pound an hour or whatever? In that Leeds is. as well. <laughs> yeah, it's a day's wage. Uh, I, I think James makes a James makes a really really great point about um, if you're just some, without the disrespect, uh, journeyman Championship player. Yeah, you and. And you've been desensitised over a couple of years at Leeds where you've had every other clown put in front of you they possibly could. <laughs> but you probably never thought you'd have the opportunity to 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 breathe the same air as Bielsa, never mind yeah. be, be getting tactical advice from him. Yeah, he's, so, revi- he's revitalised players. And there's players like um, Pontus Janssen, who's arguably been our best player for two years. He's not made it off the bench yet. We're playing a right-back at centre-back and he's handling it really, really well. So... It's almost a positionless kind of formation, which seems to be it'll get found out eventually, surely. But you never know. What you need to do, Ross, is just like, is find all these people, all these Leeds fans who are talking about how brilliant it is that they're picking up rubbish. Yeah. F- favorite these tweets because, like you said, c- c- come sort of February yeah. when they're, t- they're t- <laughs> when, when they're, on these their tweets, they're they're all tired because they've been picking up too much rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, just to start, we've had two wins out of two, two really impressive performances against two of the favourites for at least top six, Derby and Stoke, for favourites for the league. We've now jumped to the top of the betting for uh, to win the league this year and to be promoted. So it's been a long time since we've been there. I backed them 11 to 1. They were priced at 11 to 1 here in the Netherlands, so I stuck 10 euros on it. Well, we're now 9 to 2, so it's come down quite a bit. It's coming don't, home, Russ. Don't. don't. <laughs> Elsewhere in the championship, uh, West Brom finally got a win. They beat Norwich 4-3. Uh, QPR continued their win the start of the season. They're currently joint bottom with Reading. Both the two teams without a point yet. Steve McLaren's Steve working McLaren. his magic. <laughs> what a hero. <laughs> he seems happy, though. He's got a smile on his face. Oh, he always does. He's getting paid, that's why. <laughs> yeah, no idea what's going on. <laughs> um, that's about it. Villa um, won again with a last-minute winner. They're getting lucky and they've managed to escape financial trouble as well, which has really pissed me off. More than anything. For now. (laughs) For now, yeah. It'll come back again eventually. Hopefully. Anyway, fingers crossed. Uh, Right, what we're going to do now, chaps, is play a game that I don't think James or Dave will have ever played before. Adam, you will. It's not find the sausage, is it? (laughs) (laughs) That's for after the podcast, mate. (laughs) Yag and Coffee isn't on this podcast. Uh, so what we're going to do now is a game called Where Are They Now, which the, the name doesn't really make sense, but that's what we called it in the first season, we're sticking with it. So I will give you um, five, or six, five or six clues about a player, and you just have to guess the player. But before I start the clues, you have to tell me in how many clues you think it will take you to guess who the player is. So Adam is the voice of uh, experience on this podcast and this game. Um, the first player I've got five clues for, so how many clues will it take you to guess who it is? Uh, I'm not very good at this game, though, but so I'm going to go 
four mm. out of fairness because really I should go five but <laughs> we've we got some new players true uh, Dave do you want to take the under or the over on that uh, I'll go three. Oh, confident James it makes sense to go for five really unless you're super uh, confident uh, uh, so it's my first time along with Dave I'll also go for three no you're not allowed to do that no you can't double up no? so you can have to go for okay, then, two okay then I'll go for um, yeah no that would be a bit f- <laughs> yeah. two, I'll go two. I'll go two f- would be two would be re- ridiculously arrogant and ambitious okay, <laughs> when, when five I'll... is still available okay, in, that, in that case I'll go for five then okay alright Dave your first free clues are for you then no one else can guess this just you alright okay so player number one was born in uh, Dimona, Israel, on May the fifth, nineteen eighty. Okay. Okay. He's got one hundred and two international caps with twenty-four goals. And clue number three: at the age of sixteen, he turned down a four-year contract offered from Ajax after being a top scorer in their academy team to return to his native Israel. Uh, that's uh, was one nineteen eighty. So nineteen eighty, yeah. Uh, let's say Yossi Benayoun. Oh, he's got it. Not out of the park. Yeah. I mean, okay. there's, not, there's, there's not that many Israelis. Like, <laughs> I, I want to... <laughs> I, I well, not not in general. Like, in general, there are more Israelis <laughs> than, than, than Yossi right. Benayoun. <laughs> are, you, are you a member of the Labour Party? <laughs> <laughs> um, I was also going to guess Yossi Benayoun <laughs> because I could not think of another Israeli player. I was... As soon as you said that, I was like, I'm in a world of trouble now. This is wrong. There's, a, there's a single tear rolling down Talbot names, Chico. That's, that's, that's my other Israeli player I could name. Uh, see, I, I was about to go all Colin on the situation then. So I've been saved now. Is it Francis Jeffers? <laughs> uh, James, would you have got that? Um, yeah, I would have yes got yes. The next clue was he played 200 odd games in the Premier League for West Ham, Liverpool, Chelsea, and Arsenal. That would have given it away, definitely. Yeah. All right then, uh, Dave. Because you won that one, you get to get, you tell me how many you think it's going to take you to get the next player. I've got five clues again for this one. Uh, I'll I'll go uh, four this time. Oh, okay, Adam. So, so, so. Actually, I'll no, definitely um, go five. Okay. <laughs> James. I'll go for three. Three. Okay. First three are for you then. Uh, this player was born in Palma, Spain. On June 26, 1986. He scored on his debut for Newcastle after signing for £5.7 million. And in five years at Newcastle, he made just nine appearances and scored a solitary goal. The, I can see his face, but the name I can't bring up. I'm particularly happy uh, with my last clue on this one as well, but we're not going to get that far, um, I don't think. I'll take a stab in the dark. Is it a Josep Pérez? It isn't, I'm afraid, no. Dave, you went for four, didn't you? Yeah. Do you need four? Uh, I assume it's, it's Cisco, is it? It is Cisco. <laughs> uh. <laughs> My final two clues were, after leaving Newcastle, he was named by the Newcastle Evening Chronicle as one of the club's worst ever strikers. And uh, he shares the name with an early 2000s rapper with a penchant for thumbs. <laughs> 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 Don't... I wouldn't have got that. Really? Yeah. Oh, well. He's, he wasn't very good, surprisingly. <laughs> uh, Joe, Joe Kinnear hated him, which is why he only played a handful of games. Yeah, no, uh, no games in five years. And unsurprisingly, it, it was rumoured at the time that uh, 
if he played 10 games, we would owe another million pounds on him. So, like, Brilliant. immediately, it was just, like, immediately ruled out. I remember playing football again. <laughs> didn't, didn't you have a... There's multiple players Newcastle have had no, in that Luke situation. Players like that. Oh, uh, there's probably still, still some there now. <laughs> just, <laughs> just forgotten. Yeah. <laughs> so, Dave's uh, got two from two so far. Um, James, you get to go first on this one. I've got six clues for this player. Okay. Um... Um, yeah, I'll, um, I'll take five, is that right? Five's fine, yep. Yeah. Uh, Adam? Yeah, okay. I'm definitely six again. Okay, I'm not, I'm trying to avoid every opportunity to embarrass myself when Colin <laughs> isn't here. Uh, Dave, that leaves one to four for you then. Yeah, I'll, go, I'll go for four. Yeah, good idea. Okay, this player was born in 1969 on the 1st of September in Norway. He played 100 international games, scoring nine goals for Norway. In 1993, he joined Blackburn for £400,000. Ah, oh, I fucking know who this one is. <laughs> and then uh, in 1997, he joined Manchester United for a, at the time, a uh, world record fee for a British club uh, for £5 million on a defender. Oh, um... Hennenberg. It is. Oh, Dave, you're a beast at this game. I spend too much time in the past. So. <laughs> it's, yeah, I was about to say, this is, a, this is a game that's predominantly based on slightly older retired players. Yeah, you two are at a disadvantage. Who, yeah. <laughs> I spent a lot of time doing that. <laughs> yeah, my further clues were he won the League Cup with Blackburn in 2001, and then he went on to manage Blackburn, but lasted just 10 games before being fired. So there you go. That is where are they now? That will return next time I'm hosting. No idea what Andy's got planned for you, so strap in for that. Uh, um, on alternate weeks, me and Andy are going to take the hosting jobs on the Sunday show. Uh, probably something to do with Rangers having another man sent off, I imagine. <laughs> probably just an hour long Stephen Gerrard chat every other just, week, chat. So. <laughs> Who, who's getting red carded this week? <laughs> uh, any other business? Dave, you've got a new series running on the up on the blog, haven't you? I have, yes. Uh, well, well, we've got a few returning guest blogs well starting this week. So uh, if you're into your old school champ manager, just head over to uh, cm9798.co.uk. We've got uh, my academy save, which is basically signing free transfers who are young and trying to build a team. Uh, and then we've got looking at the scoreline. Oh, it's, uh, none of them can defend. They're all. <laughs> They're all piss weak Arsenal defenders, but like <laughs> at, at the age, at the age of seventeen, so they're just t- terrible. The keepers have got poppadoms for hands. It's I love you got a tweet from Nicky Byrne as well. Yeah, that didn't make any sense. Oh, I didn't even I, I didn't provoke it. I, I didn't even provoke it. He just tweeted me out the blue asking <laughs> for his stats, which is just bizarre. Uh, got nothing to do now. Westlife breaking up. Well, I'm sure you can sure be a nuisance somewhere else. But. <laughs> Adam, anything for you to plug? Nope. James, any interviews this week? Uh, yeah, uh, my interview with Danny Cowley will be released tomorrow on World Football Index. Lovely. And I, uh, I speak to uh, old Arsenal player and um, Sutton United defender Craig Eastman tomorrow. So that oh, should cool. be good fun. Excellent. Well, you can find us as a collective on Twitter at Man on the Post. You can find, uh, head over to our website, manonthepost.com. I've got a weekly uh, betting bad series, which is really betting bad at the minute. Um, two weeks in a row one team have cost me money so I'm now on minus 10 overall uh, for the season um, you can find Adam on Twitter at AdamSA101 and you can find Dave on Twitter at 
uh, at CM9798. And James is on Twitter as... At JamesRowNL. There we go, lovely. If you get us on iTunes, please leave us a five-star rating review. Um, it really bumps us up the ratings and makes us more visible. I haven't checked in about three years if we've had any new ones, so maybe you have done, and thank you very much if you have. But if you haven't, get on it. Uh, we've got our very own Patreon, patreon.com forward slash MOTP. Head over there, give us some money if you want. It'd be nice. Um, we've done this for six years for free, so anything will help. Uh, $1, $2, $5, and $20, I think, are the tiers. And I think that's it. I don't think there's anything else to plug. So until next time, it's goodbye from me, it's goodbye from Adam. Bye. Goodbye from James. James, say bye. Goodbye. <laughs> and goodbye from Dave. <laughs> goodbye. And until next time, always remember to keep your man on the post.